Welcome to Just Be You with your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes as Coach McKenna and Father Jason discuss how athletics and faith help us to become who God created us to be. And now here are your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. It's another great day to be with everyone. We're looking forward to having another great show. Uh, later on, we'll be bringing on uh, John Straley from Christian Brothers Academy out in Homedale. Hey, it's never a bad day to be here. And, uh, you know, and it's never a bad day to be anywhere with me. I, I enjoy everything <laughs> I do. So, uh, But I, 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 I'm excited because of the passage you're going to read in a minute is something that I really, really believe in. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that and everything. But, uh, man, let's suit up that armor and let's go to work today, Father. Uh, with that, let's go right into it. So we're going to look at uh, St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 11 through 13. The Armor of God passage. Uh, Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Man, that is just really neat. Now, you got to imagine, now, the old-time warriors, I mean, when you go back into the warriors, when they put all this gear on, this gear was heavy. And, you know, they didn't put any gear on their back. And, I, I love know, that part. You know, nothing on their back because there was no retreat. They were going forward. It was either get killed or, you know, they weren't running away from anything. And they couldn't, they couldn't walk probably with all that, that weight and everything, so nothing went on the back. But these were men. They, they just work at a retreat, and they believed in a cause. Yeah, I always wondered. I mean, I always love that aspect of it. When you, when you look at medieval heraldry and you realize that all the armor was on the front. But that also had to have an impact on their, their balance, I would think. You know, like you got this giant heavy armor on the front end, but nothing on the back to kind of center your weight almost. Well, I'm sure they all had great six packs and they had great cores. <laughs> now you're probably going to tell me like you did the last show that you saw a, a guy in a, a, an armor suit and he was fat. Uh, I don't I don't remember seeing many fat warriors. Uh, I don't think there were any. Yeah, I don't think you'd fit into your, uh, your armor. Uh, but, you know, one of the things, too, that when we look at it, you know, so the, the armor that was worn in, in that medieval time period was very intentional about where it was placed. Um, you know, and, and what it was meant to protect. And, and, you know, it was, as you said, you're going into battle. You're not worrying about retreating. So that wasn't the concern or the focus. And it was to have that confidence uh, that, the, that they really had. Failure wasn't an option. Um, and if it was, it was death. Um, and I, I don't think that's a bad thing for today. Not that we all want to die or anything, but I don't think failure is an option. Whenever I go into anything, I'm never uh, putting a plan together and say, okay, if this fails, uh, and because I, I think the minute you think that, you've failed already. You got to go forward and everything. And, you know, we talk about what's our armor today. I think the biggest thing you have, the biggest weapon you have is the Bible. Um, that, that's your sword. You know, you, you put that up in the air, there's your sword. That's the, the Bible's your weapon today. You know, now if I walk into church with all kind of armor on and a helmet on and everything, <laughs> people are going to look at me kind of, kind of strange. And they do that anyway because I wear shorts all the time. But can you imagine, Father, if I had all that gear on in shorts with my helmet on and walked into church one day? And they'd probably be calling people on me. But you know <laughs> what? But I'll tell you what, give me that Bible and that's the best weapon you can have. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure you probably tried that at one point. <laughs> uh, I probably have. I, I think we, we had a weekend where we did a retreat. I was wearing the helmet around for a while, too, you know. Oh, I missed that. Um, I saw a few of the other guys on the retreat doing that with the helmets, and even a sword fight broke out at one point with some of the shields that we had lying around. But, you know, one of the things, too, I think is important is is that, you know, we don't want to forget the value of all the different aspects of the armor because there there was more than just a helmet. There was more than just a breastplate that there was a suit of armor that was worn, and each part was was important for the survival of the soldier, but also for, for the soldier's protection. And without any one of those pieces, that, that soldier was vulnerable and, and could end up losing out. And I think one of the things that we always have to be mindful, especially when we're looking at the spiritual life, is that the scriptures are like the helmet that we wear. They're important, you know, we... If we get hit on the head, we we lose that clarity. We might, you know, have issues um, being able to to walk in in the path that we need to walk on, and so on. And and so we, the word of God has to be central and foremost. But but we also have to rely on the other aspects of our faith in order to ensure that that all of us is protected and ready for battle. And I think that has to be done every day. I, I, I don't think it could be a part-time thing. I think it's something we have to look at every day and just say, hey, do we have the right equipment to go out and fight the battle today? Um, right. And, and that's, there's a lot of preparation with that and everything. And that's not a whole lot of different to what I do in the weight room. You know, we talk about, um, you know, you want to be strong. You got to be this to play the game. You got to do that. But have you done the work to prepare? Have you built the foundation? Have you put the tools in your toolbox? And we talk about this all the time, is, and I think that's important. And, you know, you have to have all those tools to go out and fight that battle. Yeah, let's talk about some of those other things that need to be present. Because, you know, as we, as we talk about it, you know, and that's one of the things there's, uh, you know, like in football, for example, there's a lot of focus right now on, on the helmets in light of the concussions and, and the talk about that. And uh, I remember there was an article I was reading about this uh, – New helmets that should be on the market. I'm sure you've seen or heard about it. I think we even talked about it at one point, where the outside of the helmet actually is separate from the inside, and right. can, so the inner part can actually move and allow the absorption to be solely on the outside shell. Which I'm curious to see what those actually look like. And you know, being an old school guy, I've been around for years and everything, and I've I've got my my theory on helmets, and I think they need to be made better. And I agree totally with you. But we can't forget what you got to do. Again, your preparation of what you do before you go out in the field. You know, that's great. You put a great helmet on. But if you haven't done your work in the weight room, if you haven't worked your trap, you haven't worked your neck, you haven't worked the area that stabilizes your neck and everything, guess what? Great piece of equipment still going to have a chance of getting an injury because your body's not ready to be hit. Um, how do you put your helmet on? Do you strap that chin strap up tight so that helmet's not rolling all over the place? What kind of mouthpiece do you wear? Right. Do you wear a dollar ninety nine mouthpiece, or do you go out and buy a good one so when you get whacked, you know, uh, so so your teeth come down and grind together? It's not like teeth on teeth and your whole head rattles and everything. Um, you know, I think in the one movie they call it, you, you, well, it's Rocky. It says you get hit so hard that you feel your ancestors rattle. You know, being rattled and everything. But that's all the little things you need to do. Cut your hair. Do you keep the same haircut? Do you put air in your helmet so you keep it tight? Do you do all the little things? Not a lot of different than what we're talking about. Are you ready for battle every day? Right. You know, and when we look at that preparation, so just as in athletics, you need to have that daily preparation. You need to have that commitment more so than anything else. As, as you can tell everybody, that if you don't stay committed, 
whatever progress you've made quickly disappears. And I'm always amazed at that. You know, if I step away from the gym for a period of time, whatever successes I've made, they seem to fade rather quick. Very quickly. And, uh, you know, we're talking about helmets. You can put a million-dollar helmet on a, te- a $10 he- head, and guess what? That $10 head's going to get hurt. You've, you've got to make that a million-dollar head, and you've got to work on it and prepare all the parts and everything. And, I, and I'm a big believer in that. And, again, I'm not saying that we don't need better helmets and things like that. We need to do the whole package, everything, and that's just what we're talking about today. But, again, you're right. It's the same thing in the gym. You've got to continually work Right. And, you know, one of the things with contemplation and meditation, which is important, you know, Lexio Divina being a great example where we reflect on the scriptures and allow them to come to life and allow God to speak through them in a profound way. But the art of of prayerful meditation and Lexio, Lexio Divina is not something that one can just begin and expect great, great outcomes from. It's, it's something that you have to train yourself in. You have to prepare yourself for. And the same thing is with the rosary. You know, if you occasionally pray the rosary, you're going to be tended to fixate on the prayers but of the Hail Mary and the Our Father. But but as you pray the rosary and as you enter into Lectio Divina on a more frequent basis, it, it takes on a whole different nature to it. The rosary, for example, you know, I, I always am amazed at how many people don't actually realize it, but the idea of the repetitiveness of the Hail Mary being said ten times is to focus your mind so that the rest of you can be elevated to the depth of the mystery that's being meditated on. And so it, it looks at that whole nature of the human person. But if you don't pray the rosary enough, you never train your mind to be able to to allow that to happen. And it's funny, Father, because, well, you know, I'm a little odd. You're, you're the straight one in this, uh, this outfit. But, you know, saying the same thing is I find that when I first started praying the rosary, I had to think. And when you think, I, I, I lose my soul. But now as I've gotten better at the rosary, I don't have to think as much, and my soul takes over, and it means more to me when I do the rosary. Before, it was like I was doing it because I had to do it, and I had to think myself through it because I had to think what I do. Now I can do it without thinking, and then my soul takes over, and I feel better, and I walk away from doing the rosary a much better person than I did when I first started doing it. Right, and it's, you know, with adoration, like we did this on the Father-Son Retreat a, a little bit ago. What an unbelievable adoration, too. Yeah, How about that? that? Was, it was absolutely incredible, and I think for some of the fathers and sons on the Bravehearts Retreat that we did back in January, that that might have been their first experience with adoration. And, and we did a guided adoration with Steve Agrosano, who was our, our retreat MC, and uh, it was moving. But what was interesting is, is that, you know, as we told them and, and as Steve reminded them during that time period— you know, just let go and, and allow yourself to be present. You know, allow yourself to, you know, not hold on to whatever might jump into your mind, but but to just be present with God and to allow Him to speak and to listen uh, to His voice. And it's not easy at first. I got to tell you, I got to give Steve a plug, though, because I love doing adoration, but that is the second one I've done with Steve. And I thought the one we did out in San Diego was was mind-blowing. I, I just thought he has that way with his voice and the music. And it gets you involved and everything was great. But this one that he did, with, and to watch around the room and everybody on the edge of their seats, and he just had them, and you could just feel, you know, that good feeling all through the room. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it, it really, it, you really saw that. And I think for a number of the fathers and sons, it was, you know, one of those moments where you just kind of let go. And that's one of the things I love about Eucharistic Adoration is, is that it's so calming. When you just put yourself in the presence of God and you let go of the world around you and you let go of all the worries and concerns and you allow yourself to just simply exist in God's presence, it's, 
it's the most relaxing thing that you can possibly do, in my opinion. And I'll tell you what, you know, I told him that, you know, I asked him, I said, when are you going to be in Jersey again? Because he's from Dallas and everything. And he gave me the dates. So I said, I'd come just to hear you do adoration. Yeah, um, and, yeah, really. and not that, you know, that he's the only one that can do him well and everything, but he just has that way. And I just love it. You know, I think in addition to prayer and, and training ourselves in that, one of the other things that we should mention because it plays into you know the other things that we've been talking about too is the fact that uh, one of the the pieces of armor that we have to be mindful of is the fact that others have to be present you know our teammates our family our friends that that without them supporting us and encouraging us and being present to us and allowing them to be present i, I think that's one of the key things is it's easy to help other people, but it's a lot It's a lot more difficult to allow ourselves to be helped at times. It is. And, you know, and then back to the thing, I'm over here smiling because, you know, I'm getting ready to say iron sharpens iron. We need each other. We need each other. You know, I'm good at what I do, but I mean, you surround, you know, I've, I've been very blessed to be surrounded by other great people. And then you work as a team and, and you pull something off. It's just an unbelievable feeling. Right, and it's it's like this father and son retreat that we did. You know, it's you know we we cultivated this idea, but it wasn't us alone. It no. was it was a number of individuals who God called together to support us and to help us bring together this vision and to tweak it constantly. As a we team were going for along. God, Father. I'll tell Absolutely. you what, well, there were a lot of special things that happened at that retreat, and we could go on and on. And we plan to have a show about the retreat right. uh, down the road here. We're going to bring some people in, but uh, wow, it, 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 I went home. Uh, and I don't know about you, mentally exhausted from all the good things that I saw. Yeah, so did I. And we're going to take a short break now. And when we come back, we'll be with John Straley from Christian Brothers Academy. Hello, my friends. This is Jim Manfredonia, co-founder, president, and CEO of Domestic Church Media. It's an honor for us to be able to bring you Just Be You on our network of local Catholic radio stations. And we want to thank Father Jason and Coach McKenna for sharing their gifts with us each program. Domestic Church Media is an honored affiliate of EWTN, the Global Catholic Network, and they provide us with so many wonderful programs. But as your local Catholic radio station, it's important for us that we bring you fine local programs like Just Be You. And not only can our family of listeners hear these programs on our radio stations, but they can listen on our free Domestic Church Media mobile app by downloading and enabling the Domestic Church Media skill on your Amazon Echo and Google Home devices. And we stream our broadcast live 24-7 and archive all of our local programs on our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. So I invite you to visit our site. That's domesticchurchmedia.org. And while you're there, I ask you to prayerfully consider making a donation to Domestic Church Media so that we can continue to bring you programs like Just Be You. Domestic Church Media is a nonprofit Catholic lay apostolate and we are totally listener-supported. We are here because of the generous donations of listeners like you. We don't receive any financial assistance from EWTN or any of the dioceses that we serve. We count completely on our family of listeners. So won't you visit our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and consider making a donation today? When you do, you're supporting Just Be You and allowing us to bring this excellent program to potentially millions of souls every day. My friends, it's so important that we have a Catholic media outlet like Domestic Church Media to bring the joy of the gospel to millions of souls every day. But we can't be here without people like you. So again, I invite you to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this apostolate. God bless you, God love you, and thanks for listening. 
Hey, welcome back to the show. And uh, uh, we have a uh, guest from uh, Christian Brothers Academy, John Strawley. John, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, man, it, it's my pleasure. Uh, you know, just thrilled to death that we got you on. Your coaches down there spoke highly of you. And I just want to go over a few things. I'm looking at your bio here. One, you've always gone to Catholic school, I take it, right? Uh, yes, I went to Holy Cross. You went to Holy Cross and everything, so your whole education has been uh, Catholic education. That That is unbelievable. And you live in Homedale? Yes. Okay, and uh, give us a little uh, about your family. I, uh, I see you got a couple brothers that go to school with you, too? Yes, I have two brothers, a freshman and a sophomore. How's that, having your brothers in the school with you? Is that kind of neat? Oh, uh, yes, really nice. It's, like, cool to see someone in the hallway now. Yeah, and you keep an eye on them. I so see you're the big brother, huh? Of course, yes. yeah. That's good. Uh, hey, uh, one other question I have for you. Um, yeah, I see you're a basketball guy. Kind of tell us a little bit about your basketball career and uh, you know what you're doing at CBA now with it. Uh, I I started playing in middle school at Holy Cross, and um, this year I'm on the varsity team. So uh, it's just been a good year so far. Uh, how how you guys doing this year? Um, uh, we're on a five game winning streak right now. Nice. And we have a big game on uh, Thursday against Mid-South. Okay, well, good luck on that game there. You know, we, we wish you all the luck in the world and everything. Um, I know Father's got a couple questions for you, then I'll get back to you. Yeah, so uh, how long have you been with uh, Catholic Athletes? Since you started freshman year? or? Yeah, since freshman year. And how? what has your involvement with them been? Are you um, on... We have meetings once, a, uh, once every two weeks around. And we meet, um, we have breakfast. Uh, Mr. O'Connor usually brings in donuts. And then we talk about how our seasons are going, our sports. And at the end, we press sports at CBA. Nice. And just Catholic athletes around the world. John, one of the things I want to ask you is, um, from, from what I understand, you guys do a lot of service projects? Yes. Yeah, tell us about one of the neatest uh, things you did down there. You, you thought was uh, was great that you did for for somebody else. I help out once a month with Saint Vincent de Paul, and it's just a food pantry at Saint Catherine's Church in Homedale, and we help deliver food to people less fortunate. That's remarkable. You know, that's <clears throat> one of the things that I, I always find you know amazing when someone your age gets involved. You know, with the food pantries, it, it really makes a big difference in a person's life uh, when you do that. How have you found that the service in the CAC and just overall has influenced your faith? I mean, you, you grew up in a Catholic education environment. Uh, you know, you have a, a, a devout family. So how, how do you think that has formed you as an individual and as a young man? It's made me think about other people and... Um it's made me realize that everything in life isn't just about yourself. It's about other people around you. Now, I have a question because like, CBA is in a remarkable school. I mean, for, for our listeners who aren't familiar with CBA, they're, they're, they really are one of the most impressive schools in, in the state. And, uh, and with that environment that you're in on a day-to-day basis, how do you see that, that Catholic environment that the Christian brothers have really fostered and nurtured and have brought about uh, influencing not only the academics that you're 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 taking, but also the athletics. Um, I just feel like it start it shapes me as a person. Um, the main thing with CBA is the service, as you know, and just 
constantly just like the prayer before every class, um, and then the, uh, we're required to do service every month, every uh, during the year. So it just shapes like the type of person you're going to be, and it makes you focus more on your uh, morals. For being up at your school, John, it sounds like uh, the Catholic Athletes of Christ and your um, devotion to service is a school-wide thing. Yes. Um, one of the things I want to ask you is uh, you're getting ready to go off to college next year, right? Yes. Well, are you looking at any uh, certain colleges, or what are you looking at, or what do you plan to do? I haven't really started. Um, I have a couple in mind, but I'm not really sure yet on what I'm going to be planning to do. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. Your dream school. Before, you know, you got you got 10 seconds to tell me. Your dream school, where would it be? That's a tough question. I, I really don't know yet. <laughs> well, that's good to know because you're, you're thinking it through and everything. Um, here's the thing. How do you think what you've done at CBA um, and you build your foundation and your faith throughout the years of Catholic school is going to help you when you go off to college. You're going to be able to continue the same values that you have. Yes, I think my values are so strong now. I'm hoping even past college, I'll be able to continue to be a strong, just good person and helping others before myself. Well, let me tell you what, if you can do that, you're my hero, my son, because uh, that's what we need more of. People that are willing to stand up, jump in there, and, and you know get involved because that, that's what's wrong with this world today. Everybody's worried about themselves, and we need more people that are willing to worry about other people. Yeah, and that kind of ties in with, uh, John, with what we were talking about before we brought you on at the beginning of the show was the whole, the whole aspect of the need for family, friends, and your teammates to really help you be successful in life. How, how would you say that your family and friends and your teammates – have, have helped you not only grow into the man you are today, but also just giving you that strength to be able to go out and do some of the things that you've accomplished? I think just the constant encouragement from my family, especially my parents, just them letting me know I can do anything. It just helps me achieve in the classroom and on the basketball court. John, there's an eighth grader out there that's getting ready to come up to CBA. You know, he, he's all fired up. He's going to be coming in and everything. Um, what kind of advice would you give him as a senior going out? Uh, I'm only a junior right now. Okay, a junior going out. Oh, sorry about that, pal. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I would just tell him work hard, and uh, CBA is going to be great as long as you just work hard and you keep an open mind. And I'm sure they got, they keep you guys involved there and everything, too. Besides basketball, what, what else are you involved in? Uh, I help out with um, student council, and I also am a part of the FBLA club. Okay, and um, I'm sure that takes up a lot of your time. Um, yeah. Basketball-wise, do you guys do a lot of training in the offseason? And I'm sure you play in uh, an outside group too also, right? Yes. And that takes up a lot of your time. How do you fit all this in? And continue to help other people. Well, our practices are usually only two to three hours every day. So on, like, the weekends, I might have a couple hours free. So I know Sunday morning we usually don't have practice that early. So I go over to St. Vincent de Paul in a Homedale, and I usually help out once a month. 
How uh, important do you think, um, or how hard do you think it was for for the student who comes and maybe had a public school uh, upbringing, and then to jump into that Catholic faith, the CBA, and everything? Is there a difference there, or, is there, or do you have an advantage of being um, going through the Catholic schools all through your life? I think I think there is an advantage, but um, I think the biggest adjustment for probably from public school to Catholic school would just be the praying. Before every class. And there's nothing wrong with praying, pal. Let me tell you that. Yeah. Praying all the time. Hey, John, we appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, you give Coach O'Connor my best. Thank him for everything he did to uh, get you on. We'll have other guys from your school on the show. But again, and again, and I, this is the same thing we say to every guest. Father Jason, myself, we're here for you. Um, you need us. You reach out to us. But uh, you're part of the brotherhood now, buddy. Put that armor on, and let's fight the battle together. All right. Thank you. You're thank welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank God bless, John. You know, Coach, one of the things that's interesting about CBA is that it seems to be a hotbed for vocations as well. You know, in addition to the other roles that I have, I'm also the vocation director, as you know, and now the audience also knows. And one of the things that is interesting is uh, Father Gary Koch, who was ordained just a few years back, who is out in St. Benedict's in Homedale as the pastor there, uh, was on the faculty at uh, CBA um, and found his way into priestly formation. And then Father Chris Dayton, who's a personal friend of mine, um, he's at St. Rose in Belmar, and he's a graduate of CBA. And funny enough, so was his dad, so it's kind of funny. And they both had Father Gary Koch uh, when he was a layman as a teacher. And then Father Mike Desay, who was ordained uh, just recently, uh, also another uh, CBA graduate I'm friendly with. And so there's a lot of a lot of guys. It's like a Hall of Fame of priests coming out. Of it here, really I'll tell is. You. It's it's quite impressive, and uh, I know there's a number of guys there. I'm not sure if John is one of them or not. Um, that that are thinking about it. So it's 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 a really impressive environment. It's an impressive school. But and what's neat about that, and, and, and you know, and uh, we've talked about this before. There's a whole path you have to follow to become a priest, and um, and, um, and we'll talk about it another show. I think you know we always talk about we do a challenge. Hey, we talked about our armor. You know, we talked about everything we have. Hey, everybody, grab your Bible. Find, and this week, read a passage. Read it over and over and over till it becomes part of you. And once it becomes part of you, go out and fight that battle. We need your help. Hey, have a great week. Coach McKenna off and... And until next time, God bless. Sinners and